You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, January 18th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for joining me today. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked on for 20% off your next order. Thank you, Built Bar, for sponsoring this episode of Lockdown Twins, and thank you for listening to this episode of Lockdown Twins. And here we are. It is January 18th. Spring training starts uh Less than 30 days, and most free agents are still on the board. DJ LeMahieu re-signing with the New York Yankees. Can't help but think, um, when Doogie told us two off-seasons ago that the Twins were talking to DJ's agent, he ends up signing a two-year, $24 million deal with the Yankees. The Twins pivot to Jonathan Scope, who ended up being okay, loses his job to Luis Arise. LeMahieu's contract runs out, and now he signs a six-year, $90 million deal with the Yankees to head back to the Bronx, $15 million a year. It's a very team-friendly deal in terms of the years because it keeps them under the luxury tax rather than having DJ make more average annual value in the Yankees to go over that luxury tax. They also signed Corey Kluber, did the Yankees, the Twins. Uh, I talked last week. I wanted them to sign Corey Kluber. I thought it would have been a good signing. He signs for $11 million. I think it's hard. You know, $11 is a lot given the other needs on this roster for the Twins. And I do think it is a good point that the Yankees can go out and sign someone for $11 million and, and not really blink an eye. The Twins have to think harder about that. A guy coming uh, off two consecutive seasons with 34 combined innings. A little bit over 30 innings in the last two seasons combined for Corey Kluber. So, you know, I don't blame them for not wanting to go to 11. Also, it's the Yankee factor. Corey Kluber's trainer, I believe, works with them. There's connections to the Yankees for Corey Kluber. I mean, I, I don't think he was going to be kept out of the Bronx with that deal. And he was looking for a one-year deal to build up his value going into free agency next year, even though he is 35 or going into his age 35 season. So, Twins lose out on Kluber. There's plenty of starting pitchers left. Jake Odorizzi, Taiwan Walker, James Paxton, Masiro Tanaka. They're going to get a pitcher. Uh, I don't know if it'll be one of those I just mentioned. I just have this sneaking suspicion that Jake Odorizzi is going to be back. I know the Twins have expressed interest in him. I just think he fits what they're looking for really well. He's a guy they know. He's not going to cost a whole lot. You know, it's going to hurt a little bit, probably three years, $40 million. But I think he does, again, fit perfectly into what they're looking for. They just want a middle-of-the-rotation starter who has some upside to be a number two. Jake Odorizzi was arguably the Twins' best pitcher in 2019, so you know he has that upside. You've seen it. He loves it in Minnesota. His kids are Twins fan, or Vikings fans. rather. I just think he's a good fit, and I think he would like to be back, and he's said that before. So I do think Jake Odorizzi is going to be back. I just think uh, you know the stars are kind of pointing in that direction. For me, that's just going out on a limb. We know they've expressed interest. We know Jake wants to be back. So my prediction is that he will be, and I hope that he's back. I think he would really raise the floor and the ceiling of this rotation if he were to be back. But if they pivot and go to Taiwan Walker, they go to James Paxton, uh, Trevor Bowers, a pipe dream, not going to happen. But they could pivot and get someone who they think has more upside. Taiwan Walker is the youngest free agent in Aaron Gleeman's top 25. And, you know, the guys that are remaining on the market, and I think Walker, who they wanted to sign last year, is an interesting an interesting free agent as well. So we'll see what they end up doing in the rotation. You could also see them signing uh, John Lester. Yeah, Cole Hamels, one of those guys deep down. Jake Arrieta has been greats who could just post an ERA plus of 100, be a league average starter. 
uh, be a number four, or number five, and you have Dobnak on the back end with Pineda, Barrios, and Maeda. So they have some directions they can go there. I do think that they're going to get one of Odorizzi, Tanaka, Paxton, Walker. I think they'll get one of those guys, and I do think it'll be Jake Odorizzi, but that remains to be seen. I do want to start our projections for 2021, and we did get them started last week with Byron Buxton, or it might have been the week before, projecting Byron Buxton's 2021 season, and we're going to stay in the outfield today and look at Max Kepler. I think Max Kepler is a guy who we gloss over quite a bit, considering how important he's been to this club and how key of a cog he was in 2019, arguably the Twins MVP. He was Twins Daily's MVP in 2019. I think Max Kepler is a key part of the future as well for the Twins, under contract for the next four years or under team control, guaranteed for the next three years, six and a half million this summer, 6.75 in 2022 and eight and a half in 2023. Good value for the Twins on that extension. 2024, $10 million club option. It's basically a $9 million decision for the Twins with a $1 million buyout. So, and that'll be his age 31 season. Max Kepler in his career has produced 12.5 baseball reference war and 10.7 fangraphs war. And since 2018 among qualified outfielders, which is 73, he's tied for 15th in fangraphs war with J.D. Martinez, tied for 21st in home runs with Jorge Soler, who's just shown massive power since joining the Royals in the AL Central. He's kind of whooped on the Twins a little bit. Max is tied for 45th in weighted runs created plus 109, so above league average, but not great ranking-wise with Andrew Benintendi and, and Eddie Rosario tied there. But you get to the defense, and this is what I think pushes Max past an average player. Fifth in defensive Fangraphs war in that time span. Sixth in defensive runs saved with 22 among 50 outfielders, uh, qualifiers. He has the best range in the American League since 2018, by range factor, which is a Fangraphs tool, plus 20 runs, his range. So his vicinity, he can get to balls in right field. We know that. We know he can play center field. He just, you prefer to have him in right and have Buxton in center. That's a heck of a duo. I tweeted out today, you could just have those two in a two-man outfield because they're both so good with such great range. And at the plate since 2018, he said 236. We know Max Kepler's not an average guy. On base, uh, 326, slugged 460 pretty average across the board you know in 2019 he was he was well above average but walks a lot doesn't strike out a ton 10th in, in walk to strikeout rate in that span tied for 22nd in iso which makes sense because his slugging percentage is a little bit higher and his batting average is lower and iso is slugging minus batting average since 2018 among all players minimum 300 games that they've played he has the lowest batting average of balls in play in major league baseball at 240 and this is what we've seen from Max, and I think what might restrict him from taking that next step, and I'm not saying he can, we'll get to that a little bit later on about his upside, but Max's outs when he puts the ball in play are, are not usually hard hit outs, right? You see Max Kepler roll over a lot. You see Max Kepler pop the ball up a lot. Some of that could be bad luck, and that's what Babip screams. When you have Babip of 240 and league average is about 300, you think, my goodness, he's going to regress back to 300. He never really has. And now since 2018, he is the lowest batting average of balls in play in all of baseball. And in return, his batting average is only 236. So you've seen that play out where his balls that are in play, a majority of the time are easy outs, right? And I think that's what we've learned with Max Kepler. And we've looked at that as a way to dream on his upside but thus far in his career it just it hasn't evened out it hasn't regressed to the mean after this word from bet online and built bar we'll be back more on max Kepler projecting his 2021 season a key piece of the twins stay tuned 
Are we ready for some football? NFC and AFC Championship matchups are set in the AFC. The Kansas City Chiefs, the one seed, hosting the two seed Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs heading to Arrowhead to take on maybe Patrick Mahomes if he's healthy. But you're not going to want to sit on the sideline in that AFC matchup. And then the NFC, a great one, one that should be an instant classic. It's Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. The Bucks traveling to Green Bay to play Rodgers at Lambeau in January. That's going to be a great game. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts get on on the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, the NBA's in full swing, baseball's coming in a month. You're going to want in. Betonline.ag promo code locked on 50% welcome bonus. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even delicious, sir. I'm skeptical about protein bars myself, but Built Bar actually is delicious. And there are six new flavors. My favorite flavor is the coconut almond. I think it's delicious. It's covered in 100% chocolate and it's soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are also healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. For a type one diabetic like me, I'm telling you this is huge. Only five grams of net carbs in the coconut almond bar, my favorite, and only 180 calories. Plus right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bars are delicious. Built Bars are healthy. I can vouch for them. They really are delicious and they really are healthy. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. So Max Kepler, as we try to project him in 2021, we got to look back at 2019 when he was just fantastic and ended up getting hurt at the end of the year. Shoulder, back, weird shoulder blade thing that that really, I think, hampered him down the stretch. He missed the last month of the season. Basically comes back in the playoffs and goes 0 for 10 in the series against the Yankees. I, I don't think he was right. But on the season, he was just great. 134 games, hit 252, but his on-base percentage 336, slugged 519, hit 36 homers, 32 doubles, walked at a 10% rate, seven, just under 17% strikeout rate. Max Kepler was fantastic in 2019. I don't have to tell you that. We know he was great. Great defense, great at the plate, leading off for the best lineup in baseball in 2019. And then in 2020, he kind of got back to where his career was before that. Uh, in the shortened campaign, he did have a, you know, some really bad slumps and especially a big one in the middle of the season, but ended up coming back and, and hitting 228 only, but 321 on base, slugged 439, nine homers, nine doubles, walk rate 11%, strikeout rate 18%. So again, you saw Max Kepler kind of get back to where he was before 2019, but if you combine the last two years, 45 home runs, 41 doubles, 5.4 fan graphs war, 5.1 baseball reference calculated war. That 10% walk rate, about 10.5%, 17% strikeout rate. He's a productive player. Certainly a productive player at the plate. And then on defense, he's he's awesome. And, and he's he's really good in right field, underrated in right field. He just kind of glides out there. He's got deceptive speed. He's got good range, we've learned from Fangraph's tools. And, and is just a plus-plus defender in right. And, and pretty good in center, too. When he needs to, to be stretched there, he's pretty good. But you just prefer to have Buxton there and, and Max and right to maximize that defense. Zips for 2021 is is pretty high on Max Kepler, I would say. Looks a lot more like 2019 than 2020. And Zips is a projection system on on fan graphs 
um, taking a look, you know, at, at what a player is projected to do in that next season. I can't say his name, Dan Sembrowski, something like that. Sorry, Dan. I don't think Dan's listening, but he does these projection systems. Max Kepler projected to play 139 games, hit 248, 337 on base, which is almost on par with his on base percentage in 2019. Slug 479, that's down from 2019, but up from 2020, right in the middle there with the slugging percentage. 27 home runs. 30 doubles, two triples, walk rate 11%, strikeout rate 18%. So Zip's projecting a, a really productive season for Max Kepler. One that looks a lot more like 2019 than 2020, 27 homers. You know, he's expected to bounce back here in his age 28 season. I think Max Kepler is a decent bet to bounce back. I think one thing about Kepler that concerns me is his complete ineptitude to hit left-handed pitching in 2020, crush him in 2019, hit him better than righties in 2019, but just couldn't hit him at all in 2020, and his value just plummets at that point if he's unusable against lefties. They're not asking for 2019 Max Kepler against lefties, but again, something in the middle, you know, and I think that's what you're looking at here for a projection closer to 2019, like 80th percentile 2019, essentially, is what you're going to see. 80% of 2019 is what I'm trying to say is, is the Zips projection for Max Kepler. And when we look at Zips, and I'll be looking at Zips a lot, talking about Zips a lot here in the upcoming weeks because they're high on the Twins' offense again. And I think it has your expectations. You're sitting here. They get swept out of the playoffs again. They haven't signed any free agents. The White Sox are improving. You almost feel down about the team. I'm not saying I do, but I think I get that sense, you know, and I can feel that. But when you look at the projection systems, Max Kepler, weighted runs created plus. Again, we know 100 is league average. Everything above and below is a percentage point. 113 with great defense in right field. That's a really solid, great player. You know, borderline great, really good player. Josh Donaldson, 120 with great defense at third base, assuming he's healthy. Miguel Sano, 118 at first. Jorge Polanco, 102. Byron Buxton, 104. Alex Kirloff, 105. And those are your above league average hitters. Nelson Cruz projected at 133 to be 33% above league average. Of course, he's still a free agent. But the Twins, and I think we feel like they have an inside track to re-sign him. And then you look at other guys they've been linked to. Marcus Semien. 108 weighted runs created plus projection. You add a couple more guys into this lineup and you're going to see it lengthen out and have great depth like it's had the last two years and maybe even be better than it has been the last two years. We know guys have taken steps back. Max Kepler is one of them in 2020, but Zips is high on him bouncing back. I think when you look at Kepler's profile, he's a really good player. And you do hope that that BABIP one day, maybe it's 2021, one day will come back to earth and and get up to the 300 mark where he's he's getting on base more in a, in return for having more balls in play find holes and such um and then he, he'd be even more productive but i think max kepler's a solid bet for three to four maybe even four and a half five war in 2021 if he can stay healthy um probably gonna have to play some center field he, he's a really valuable piece and i think i don't know if he's gonna lead off Luis arise might lead off with Donaldson batting second. I actually really like Max Kepler batting third this year. And then whoever your right-handed DH is batting fourth. I like that. I think it should go a rise. Donaldson, Kepler, Cruz. If Nelson Cruz is back. Or if it's Chris Bryant or Marcelo Zuna or whoever um, batting fourth. We know Rocco likes to alternate. So it seems like that's pretty projectable. Um, I think Max Kepler is a solid bat. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, Zips agrees. I think he is going to be... Closer to 2019 than he was in 2020. He wasn't horrible in 2020. You know, he made some poor plays in right field. But I think you're going to see him hopefully 
get as close as possible to 2019 and a little bit further away from 2020. But again, it wasn't a disaster by any means. He just wasn't wasn't as good. And you could say that for a lot of guys. For some guys, it was a disaster. And we'll talk about them too as we project 2021 and look at zips. But Max Kepler, I feel good about. Um, you know, if he leads off, I'd like him to hit third, like I said. But I think Kepler's a, a good project for, for 2021. I look forward to watching him. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. We've done Buxton. We've done Kepler. We'll get to left field with Alex Kirloff because Zips has a really exciting projection on him. You can follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. You can follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Follow Lockdown MLB Podcasts. They're going to make moves. I'm going to be here for you. So come back. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins.